0: Support for WPR comes from Minnesota Marine Art Museum in Winona. With Across a Wide Ocean, remarkable stories about the origins of identity. On view now through January 5th. More at mmam.org. wisconsin public radio this is newsmakers i'm ezra wall in our lacrosse studio thank you very much for joining us today for our discussion all about the reach center and if you don't know what that is it's a really unique concept uh that is uh, a, a way to offer services uh, to people in La Crosse, and, and we'll talk about what services are offered and exactly who the intended uh, audience for those services might be in just a moment. There are quite a number of local nonprofit organizations involved in the Reach Center. Uh, but first, let me welcome three guests at the moment to our show. Uh, we may be joined by uh, a couple more as time goes on. But first, let me start with Roseanne Northwood, who is with the YWCA of La Crosse. She's the Assistant Housing Director and, uh, and and Community... She's the Assistant Director of Housing and Community Resources at the YWCA. And, and also on behalf of the YWCA, helps to coordinate uh, everything that goes on there at the REACH Center. Roseanne, thank you very much for being with us on Newsmakers today.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to be here and look forward to talking with you today.
0: Yes, thank you. And joining us uh, once again is Anne Kapoff. Anne is with the New Horizons Shelter and Outreach Center. She's the executive director there. Anne, welcome back to Newsmakers. Hello, Esper. It's good to see you again. And no stranger to our Newsmakers audience is Hetty Brown, the executive director of Cooley Cap. Hetty, welcome back.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: And uh, so I want to start with uh, with... What is the REACH Center? And and Roseanne, why don't you give us just the, the overview of of what what the center is and, and, and what you're there to do?
1: The REACH Center is a space um, for collaboration among local organizations that work to address housing insecurity and meet the needs of our unhoused neighbors. We provide a space where individuals can come and get their needs met and meet with other local service providers under one roof. We provide services to address ho- housing insecurity, homeless, homelessness prevention, as well as help find housing for folks that are unhoused. We have access to public health in this space, nutritional assistance. We make referrals and have services for folks dealing with addiction. And we have Access to overnight shelter, we make referrals and provide information to get folks connected to services. And a lot of those can, connections can happen here right within the REACH Center. We provide case management and we also have services for runaway and homeless youth, which meet the needs of our youth ages 12 to 24 experiencing homelessness, having runaway, or having housing insecurity. And we're able to work with our collaborative partners in the space and provide basic needs. We can meet some food with our food pantry, some hygiene items, some limited clothing, appropriate wear for the weather, and just really provide services in one space and a safe, welcoming place for folks to come.
0: How many different organizations are represented at the REACH Center, Roseanne?
1: When we started the program, there were five organizations that were coming together to make REACH happen. And currently, we also have other community organizations, so it is constantly growing. We work with Independent Living Resources, Coolie CAP, the YWCA, the Salvation Army, and um, we provide services here. We work with Lacrosse County, the Alliance to Heal and other partners um, in the community that come in and table in the lobby to meet the needs of our community, employment services. So it's always growing, and we're always looking to find new partnerships to really help meet the needs, self-identified needs of our unhoused neighbors and the neighbors dealing with housing insecurity.
0: That sounds really interesting. When I heard about this concept, um, I I don't remember exactly how long ago the center was, was founded, but when I first read about it, I had never read about anything like that, and, and uh, Roseanne, I understand you, you are a little bit newer to the, to the project, uh, in, in your current role at least, uh, Hedy, uh, you were uh, involved in those discussions from early on through your role at Cooley Cap, talk about those, those early discussions and kind of how the idea for the REACH Center came about.
2: Yeah, it was, well, the idea for the REACH Center actually came from a community strategic plan, which was written by agencies, funders, and other local stakeholders that are involved in working with people experiencing homelessness and housing insecurity. And this broad strategic plan, which uh, outlines an array of activities activities and actions that can be employed to address homelessness in our community um, included uh, a vision to create a one-stop walk-in day center type of um, building that where multiple nonprofit agencies were working to coordinate and align services uh, to address any need regardless of what people walked in with. Before, our agencies always worked really, really, really closely together. We coordinated, we collaborated, um, but we were all in different locations. Um, And so many times, because we were all operating different programs and services, we would have to refer people to different buildings if we, as an organization, couldn't provide everything that they needed. So this idea of this one-stop shop um, was something that was always part of our our vision and part of the strategic plan that was published in 2019. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit our area funding became available through the state of Wisconsin to address the needs of unsheltered individuals and people experiencing housing insecurity in Wisconsin. Um, And so our collaborative of agencies huddled together as we do many times when we're trying to plan forward. And we decided, yeah, we need to go for that funding and try to bring those resources into this area to create the center. Luckily, um, we had great partners in the YWCA. They decided that they could um, be the fiscal sponsor on that grant um, with with all the agencies working together. We provided information on that application. They submitted the application and we were selected in a competitive grant round process to start the REACH Center and that was in 2020. Um, From there, all the agencies working together uh, the agencies you see here, uh, YWCA, Cap, New Horizon, but our other partners that we mentioned uh, started looking for a building and developing operational documents and and deciding how we were going to run.
0: So really, uh, really, from start starting from scratch in, in a way on on an absolutely uh, new project. Had you ever heard of anybody else doing anything like this in other in in other locations?
2: Yeah, I believe that um early on some of our partners had had identified models on the East Coast and in other communities where where organizations like Similar to the REACH Center had been successful. We had not heard of a similar model in Wisconsin. Of course, this idea of, of shared services or a centralized service center has been used in human resources for, for many years. And, and other, you know, especially government agencies use this model a lot, like the human, human services building here in La Crosse, where you can walk in and get access to ADRC or economic supports. You know, it's all in one building. But from a nonprofit perspective, a lot of times we run our own brick and mortar locations. And so um, in Wisconsin, we weren't aware of any other social service um, housing provider model quite like the one we're operating now. And we wanted to not only serve local uh, residents with this model, but also uh, build a model that we could replicate in other areas of the state.
0: Ann Kapoff is is here as well. She's with the New Horizon Shelter and Outreach Centers. Ann, tell me how you uh, first got involved with the activities going on at the Reach Center.
3: Well, we were approached um, by staff of the Reach Center asking if we would be interested and in if we had the capacity to um, office out of the center at least one day a week so that we were available, so if persons who walked in um Uh, to utilize services already there. We're experiencing domestic violence or sexual assault or human trafficking. Um, And so we jumped at that opportunity, of course, and that collaboration um, has just kind of grown. We've had um, several job fairs together right there at the REACH Center where persons can come in and um, visit any of us, right, um, that are looking for um, employees, new employees, um, you know exciting things like that i believe now next week we're starting up we are finally full staffed here at new horizons and so we are starting up having staff available 3 days a week at the reach center there to assist persons coming in
0: oh wow that's a that's a a, a nice a nice yes. development yeah uh, so when somebody comes to the reach center first of all uh i you you several mentions already of people who are homeless or at risk of homelessness. Is that the main target audience for the services provided by the REACH Center? Roseanne?
1: Yes, the the main four of services are related to housing and housing insecurity. And then we're able to address the needs around housing as well as other supports from the local community to help deal with the other impacts of housing insecurity or some of the things that cause housing insecurity when we were talking about New Horizons being in the space. Domestic violence really is a common reason for individuals to not feel safe in their home and they need to have a different housing option. So it's really good to have that partnership as well. But we provide services to address all the holistic needs and to also help folks get into a more permanent housing situation. That could be applying for apartments, it could be filling out um, applications for resources and benefits to help extend the income that they do have available to look for housing. So housing can be affordable and they have the ability to enter into a lease and just really trying to address their self-identified needs and making sure that those needs can be met within the space and helping folks get connected to housing as well as support services to help them continue to thrive.
0: Hattie, you you talked about the uh, original uh, plan and bringing all of these different organizations together uh, with the idea of them all having uh, having offices uh, at one place where someone could come to receive services. Why it's I mean, it might part of it might seem self-evident in that it saves people going from place to place. But why is it so vital? Uh, for this particular population that they be able to go to one place and have access to all of these different uh, areas of service? Well, it's
2: it's not only an important for the person walking in. Um, you know, it's There are a lot of barriers when people are experiencing housing insecurity. There are so many barriers for them receiving the services that they need. And just like you or me, when we have a need, um, when we're going through hardship or when we have a need for any type of service, um, you know, we're we're all unique. We all have unique needs. We have unique um, lifestyles. We have um, unique um, places that we need to go for services, to get our kids to school. We have different locations that where our jobs are located. And so when we're walking in and we need a service, um, we have different aspects of our lives that are going to require different things, and and so having all the organizations that provide various resources and services in one location, we can wrap around that person and and bring services to them based on their unique needs. So that is that was the primary goal. Since we've been in the space, we've we've seen so many other opportunities come about um, that have really shown us why this is so important. Um, So there are benefits to the nonprofits. Um, First and foremost, we can all be together and and communicate. Um, I was just talking to our housing and community services director today, and she was telling me how Um, You know, people will just pop into her office and brainstorm and problem solve around a client that they're serving, and that that person that pops in is from another organization and together they come up with a solution for that person. So there's case conferencing happening um, in real time right there in the center. Um, We have been able to identify unmet needs and then serve those needs. Um, Just last year, we opened a tenant and landlord resource office within the building and brought legal action of Wisconsin in, so that we, we can provide legal assistance. That wasn't originally planned, but as we operated the building, we could see that that was a need. So we pursued a new partner. So there's a lot of benefits, not just to people coming in the building, but benefits to our social service network. The ability of nonprofits to operate efficiently and effectively, and lower costs and improve efficiencies within our our social service network as well.
0: So, when somebody comes into uh, the Reach Center, is is that something that they're that they do um, by appointment, or or do people just show up at certain hours of the day? How does that work, Roseanne?
1: Yeah, so we're open 8 to 4, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then 10 to 4 on Wednesdays. And folks can just walk in and get assistance and start the process to figure out what would be appropriate referrals within the building based on their um, self-identified needs. We also have folks that come in that have been to the REACH Center before and they have established relationships with partners in the building, and they will come in for scheduled appointments as well for follow-up and that wraparound support that Hetty was talking about. So folks can walk in to get started and can continue to walk in to get their needs met, but we also do have appointments that are scheduled with some of our partners in the building as well to help continue to d- develop that housing plan and to help get connected to the services that are needed for their situation.
0: We're talking about the Reach Center in, in La Crosse uh, here on Newsmakers today. Our guests are Roseanne Norwood, uh, Northwood. I keep saying Norwood. I apologize, Roseanne. Our, our guests are Roseanne Northwood, Ann Kapoff, and Hetty Brown. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with our program this uh, this week, anytime, really, uh, send us an email. It's newsmakers at WPR.org. That's newsmakers at WPR.org. Our conversation continues in just a moment. This is Newsmakers from Wisconsin Public Radio. Wisconsin Public Radio. This is Newsmakers. I'm Ezra Wall in our La Crosse studio. We're talking about the Reach Center uh, with Roseanne Northwood, Hetty Brown, and Ann Kapoff. Uh, and I, I want to, before we, before we go any further, uh, Roseanne, I want to give you an opportunity uh, to let people know where the Reach Center is. We haven't mentioned that yet.
1: Yeah, so the Reach Center is located at 212 11th Street South in La Crosse, Wisconsin, 54601. And we are right on 11th Street, and we have ample parking on the side and the back of the building, as well as off-street parking for accessibility for folks to be able to come to the center. And we are also on the bus route.
0: So uh, 212, uh, that's going to be 11th and King, right? Or right yep. right around that, that neighborhood between King Street and Cass Street?
1: Yep, 11th and King and 11th and Cass, and we're right there on that block.
0: All right, that sounds that sounds good. Uh, Roseanne is is with the YWCA. Uh, Hetty is with Cooley Cap, and Anne is is with uh, New Horizons Shelter and Outreach Centers. Um, Ann, you talked about uh, some of the uh, corresponding uh, sort of the overlapping uh, uh, difficulties that contribute uh, when when someone is uh, at risk of of you know, losing their home or is experiencing housing insecurity and how those things just build up. And and they find themselves uh, uh, either either a victim of or in a position where like, like domestic violence might not have been an issue before, but now it is now that we're going through this. Uh, talk about uh, how it, important it is for your organization to be able uh, to have a, a more direct way to help people uh, who are who are already at the reach center receiving other services
3: It's really hard for persons um, who are victims or survivors of domestic abuse to, acknowledge that they are a victim. And so having, it's really hard for them to pick up a phone, to call New Horizons, to call our crisis line. But if they go to the REACH Center, right, because they need assistance with housing or anything else, and they start talking and they might share something that um, abuse is happening at their home or has happened at their home, that allows um, staff persons at the REACH Center to say, you know what, we've got somebody that can help you with that, help keep you safe, help you do safety plannings, provide support groups, provide um, counseling and so forth so that connection is immediately there. It's so difficult for if a person um, is able to share that they're a victim of abuse, right? it's almost if we can offer those services immediately so they don't have to go to another person and and share their story again about abuse. And so um, the collaboration that's so immediate is so very important. I think um, Hetty had kind of touched on it before that. Many of us, um, all of us, I think at, um, at the REACH Center have collaborated over many years with with clients that um, are experiencing all of everything that we're there to offer. And this just makes it so much easier for them, this one-stop shop, really.
0: You talked about people not really always recognizing when they are experiencing abuse, or at least not being able to admit it uh, to themselves and maybe maybe to others as well. Um, abuse takes a lot of different forms, too. It's, it's not just uh, you know, you see media portrayals or other things of of people who've who've been beaten or you know physically mistreated that very specific way. What what other uh, experiences do people have that you would call abuse that other people might go? Oh, I didn't know that was abuse. Yep.
3: Um, sometimes it can be not um, being able to. Um, Practice your own spirituality. Um, it can be financial abuse, right? Maybe you um, go to work and you have to immediately hand your paycheck over to your abusive partner. Um, or you're only given a limited amount of money per month to purchase groceries and um, school items, supply items for your children. It can be isolating you from your family and your friends, right? So that you're just with that perpetrator. So there's so many um Yes, different ways that abuse can affect people. I think most people think when they um, think of domestic violence, they think of the the physical signs, right—the bruises, the broken bones, that type of thing. But they're unaware of the the emotional abuse, the financial abuse, and it just goes on and on. All those different effects of it. And
0: it could even just be the language that 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 people use to communicate, and and using the the feelings created by the words that we use, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to know what what the experience of a person who, co- let's say somebody comes into the REACH Center, hey, I'm here, I need help, what happens next?
1: So when someone comes into the REACH space, they will check in at the front desk and talk with the resource REACH advocate. And if they've not been in the space before... We'll ask them to take a seat and we'll get the paperwork ready and the information we need to do an intake and then we'd start that process. If they've been in this space before, we uh, ask them what we can help them with today. And then based on what their response is, we might be making a referral to one of our partner organizations in the building, connecting them to the services. Or we will be going to the food pantry to our hygiene closet and meeting the needs in that way. Sometimes folks come in and need to get a land updated landlord list and other information, and we can help them with that. We also have a phone that can be used to make phone calls. If they don't have a phone of their own or have limited service on a phone, we have a computer that they can utilize as well. And we can assist in accessing resources online and helping walk through the application process or to sign up for benefits if that is something that is needed as well. So we really it's determined by the individual and what their self-identified needs are unique to their situation. And then we'll make the appropriate referrals and get them connected with our partners in the building and then do the services we can take care of at the front desk as well.
0: And and um, the intake process that that uh, you talked about, how long does that usually take?
1: It doesn't take that long, um, but if, if someone needs time to talk and needs time to rest, um, sometimes folks are coming in and have not gotten a lot of sleep, they're unhoused, and they just need some time to be able to be in space and rest a little bit, get something to eat, get some nourishment and just have some time. And it, it's really up to the individual and with the resource advocate to really kind of work together and it takes as long as it needs to. There's no time frame on that. And we just really wanna make sure that folks feel welcome and safe and comfortable, and we can take breaks as needed and to meet the other needs that they have. Um, it's really a, a place where folks can come in and just be in the space, be able to get something, a beverage to drink and get something to eat, and also just be out of the heat or the cold and just be able to just be and um, be accepted. And then we will work on the paperwork and it can take as long as it needs to. It depends on the individuals and what their, the individual person and what their needs are.
0: Hetty, when you look at all the different uh, things that Cooley cap is involved in providing uh, to the community uh, from, from your experience at the Reed center and from your staff who, who, uh, who are there day after day, uh, what do you hear uh, about, uh, the, you know, s- services that have, have you seen uh, 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 um, more s- some services being being offered more than before you were involved in the REACH Center?
2: Yeah, I think um, from our team's perspective, this ha- the REACH Center has enabled our ability to um, partner more efficiently and effectively with our colleagues at other agencies that always happened but it was through a phone call or an email or uh, driving someone over to another organization and hoping that uh, that other caseworker was in the office. Now it's just a matter of walking down the hall. Um, So the effectiveness of our ability to collaborate is important. I think what's what's been really um, eye-opening and most um, impactful on our ability to serve is that the REACH Center offers collaboration with specialization. So, you know, all of our nonprofit organizations, we're serving a similar population, but we all come in with our own specialties, our own expertise areas. Um, And so we are able to um, collaborate together, but in a very specialized way. And we're also able to bring in partners that may have additional um, expertise in an area of that a unique population may need, um, like like New Horizons. You know, originally um, when we first got the grant and opened the building, um, we recognized right away that we needed um, a victim services provider, someone who could help people who are experiencing abuse and violence. We needed them in the space, and and New Horizons. Um, very quickly came into the space and said, yes, that that is a, a, an area of service we can provide. So it's collaboration with specialization. And I think that is why our team feels it's so effective. So effective, in fact, that not only the, do Cooley cap reach workers work there, but we've moved our whole housing case management team into the building from our other Lacrosse La office, just because it's so much more effective and efficient to work this way.
0: Okay, so so you have uh, uh, quite a team over there working out of the Reach Center.
2: We do, we do. Um, it's just it's reduced our costs, our overhead. It's helped us be more effective. Um, it's taken collaboration to the next level to serve unique needs in the population, um, and it's just been a really great uh, benefit to the community.
0: There are a, a number of organizations, uh, Roseanne, that that are involved at the Reach Center who who aren't represented. Uh, here today in our conversation, the, the Salvation Army, Catholic Charities, Independent Living Resources, uh, some others. Uh, talk, talk with without making promises on anybody's behalf. Talk about some of the, some of the key, uh, you know, not, and also not to elevate one partner above another partner. That's not what we're involved in. But tell me about some of those organizations who are not part of our conversation today, and kind of what what they bring to the table in in your combined efforts
1: yeah so i think when Hetty was just talking talking about the various um, unique services that can be available in the space but they have a specialized services or areas where they have expertise and have been a leader in the community for a long time we're able to have access to that in one space and it also helps with not duplicating services and using all of our resources efficiently and effectively so um, Salvation Army, Catholic Charities, Independent Living Resources. We we also have um, Rhymes in the Basement, which is a collaborative project of Black leaders acquiring collective knowledge, Shia, the LGBT Resource Center, and the YWCA. And that specifically is a drop in space that can meet the needs of youth and young adults experiencing housing insecurity, running, ha- having thoughts about running away, have run away, or are literally homeless. And so I think, to Hetty's point sharing about that we have access to a lot of services in one space, um, depending on the unique needs, the self-identified needs, and we make those appropriate referrals and we can get those needs met. Salvation Army can provide, we can provide a shelter referral for individuals. Currently in the winter months, um, Salvation Army is used for individuals experiencing housing insecurity and homelessness. And we also can make referrals to the Warming Center as as well through Catholic Charities. In addition to that, um, they have staff that can come to the space and meet with individuals to do case management follow-up. And we can make referrals to food services and different services that they provide. Independent Living Resources, they have a really strong street outreach team that goes out into the community and meets with individuals. um, And they give out cards and information about the Reach Center. And then sometimes folks will follow up and come into the space and they can get out of the weather again and get other needs met and get connected to other services in the space. So I think everyone works really well together. And we just really are, the services offered are directed by the individual that comes into this space and their self-identified needs. And then we make sure to address those. And the goal is always to help folks get connected to a housing, arrangement situation that's going to meet their needs and that they're comfortable with. And and that looks different for everybody. For some folks, they might want to do shared living other folks, they want their own rental, other folks might want to um, look at other options. And so we just really are providing services based on what is shared with us and what is identified as the needs and coming up with the options and helping folks achieve those with our partners in the building. And We're much stronger for it. The experiences are better for those seeking services and it just works better for our community and we're working together to help our unhoused neighbors achieve housing and get their needs met.
0: We're talking about the Reach Center and the various services offered there today on Newsmakers. Our guests are Roseanne Northwood from the YWCA, Hetty Brown from Cooley Cap, and Ann Capoff from New Horizon Shelters and Outreach Center. And uh, of course, I'm Ezra Wall from WPR. And our program will continue in just a moment. If you've missed part of today's conversation or would like to listen to a previous episode of Newsmakers, they're all archived on our website, wpr.org/newsmakers. That's WPR.org slash newsmakers. We're continuing in just a moment here on Newsmakers from Wisconsin Public Radio. It's newsmakers from Wisconsin Public Radio. I'm Ezra Wall with Roseanne Northwood Kapoff, and Capoff and Hetty Brown. We're talking about the Reach Center, uh, and and uh, Roseanne, uh, I, I, uh, you talked about the Rhymes uh, program that's that you said is is in the basement over there at the Reach Center, and that's I I have heard of that program and I have not spent a lot of time talking uh, with people about that. And I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about. What goes on there? Because uh, I know there we hear about uh, youth homelessness or people running away from home because, you know, of various uh, relationship issues within their family, uh, things, things like that, that can be very prevalent. And and yet we might not hear about uh, as often as it happens. Uh, So tell me about that program and and uh, the organizations that you work with to make it happen.
1: So the RHYMES program in RHYMES is Runaway Homeless Youth Mediation and Emergency Services is what the acronym is. And it is a collaborative project similar to the REACH Center that focuses on the unique unmet needs in the community for our unhoused runaway youth ages 12 to 24. We provide a drop-in space downstairs in the basement here at the Reach Center, and that is available to youth and young adults in that age range from eight in the morning to 8pm at night. And then we also have someone in the space 10 to four on Saturday and Sundays. In addition to that, we have a 24 hour crisis talk text line, and we're able to come into the space to meet the needs of a youth young adult um, outside of those hours as needed. Um, The collaborative project came to be during COVID as well, during the pandemic and folks coming together and having a conversation. There was funding made available and the YWCA became the fiscal lead for that funding as well. And it was in cooperation with the funding to make REACH possible, also made RIMES possible to have space to meet the needs of youth and young adults in addition to adults in our community through the REACH Center.
0: People who don't experience housing insecurity might have such trouble relating to it. I know, I know, I do, but it, like, I can't imagine something uh, making someone feel more vulnerable than the idea that they literally might not have anywhere to live. It's part of why the, this work that you're doing there is is so important. Um, I'm I'm wondering about uh, about uh, the other aspects of services that you provide uh, uh, food, uh, clothing, those kinds of, of things. Um, I know you're not, uh, you're not a food pantry. You're not a, a clothes closet, so to speak. Are these just, are, do, do you get people who walk in off the street and just ask for those services? What happens then? Do you, do you direct them to the other nonprofits in our community that, that, that are food pantries or that are there to, uh, provide those physical needs for people?
1: Yeah, so if someone came in and they had clothing needs or warm weather or appropriate weather wear and or food, we are able to provide immediate um, snacks, food options, as well as we have a very small pantry to put together a couple items to help sustain someone. And of course, we make referrals to our local food pantries in the area to meet their needs. And we make referrals to local clothing closets. Down at Rhymes in the Reach basement, we do have a very small um, amount of clothing so that if a youth came in and needed to access a shower and laundry, we work with a community partner and they're able to take a shower at their space and do laundry and we can provide them a change of clothes so they can wash the clothes they have. But we don't maintain a a big clothing closet.
0: Okay. a term that's come up several times is uh, is people's uh, self-identified or self-reported needs. What happens when somebody's working with somebody at the reach center? It's clear to them that this person needs some level of mental health assistance, or it's clear to them that this person has experienced some level of 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 trauma, uh, uh, abuse, or some other kind of trauma. Like, is there a way for you to intervene in in those? Uh, in those necessary areas if the person isn't specifically asking for help in that way?
1: I think all the advocacy that's happening with the partners in the in the building, we all work really hard to establish rapport and a relationship and that level of trust. And sometimes you have a small amount of time to do that, especially if you're doing an intake. But we're all trained on trauma informed advocacy and how to provide services positive youth development comes into our services and our training as well. And I think you, we take the time and we're able to say, um, ask questions and have a conversation. And you can do that in a very trauma-informed way and help someone still feel comfortable. And then they can choose to answer or provide information. And then you can make an appropriate referral. If we had a situation in the REACH Center where someone was in an acute crisis and they were having a hard time, We would also have that conversation and then we would ask them if they would be comfortable, if they had someone that we could call, if they would be comfortable um, calling mobile crisis, we would we would take care of the individual in our space. And we would do that in a very respectful, thoughtful way and be trauma informed in our service model doing that and really help folks get connected to resources because mental mental health is. something that folks deal with, and it's important to get people connected to services. Everyone deserves to have um, care for their mental health and their well-being, their physical health, as well as address safety issues. And so then we work with our partners to make that happen, and we provide trauma-informed services, and we make sure we're communicating why we're doing that with the individuals coming into our our building because we want everyone to feel validated, honored, and have their inherent dignity honored at all times. And you do that by having conversation, asking questions, and being b- very clear about what your concerns are, and then seeing how you can come together to come up with a plan to provide support.
0: Hedy, you, you uh, already illustrated uh, how your organization has benefited from its association with the REACH Center. I, in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, both the the needs of the people there, allowing you to uh, to put uh, a a number of staff members uh, more than you originally thought uh, at the Reach Center. Are there um, are, are there other like surprises through that relationship? Things that things that uh, that uh, you didn't expect to uh, be involved in at the Reach Center that you find yourself uh, being involved in more regularly than you had before
1: know if
2: I would call it a surprise, but just um, an a realization of how important a space of collaboration is. Um, as I've mentioned a couple of times, our agencies were working together, but the having the physical space to communicate, problem solve, even share resources for higher effectiveness and efficiency is really, really important. And I'll give an example, um, this, you know, as we started to um, come into the winter months this year, um, our community was really struggling to coordinate around resources uh, to serve families with children um, that may be experiencing um, homelessness. and. We knew that there just weren't enough shelter options. Um, we knew that the Salvation Army and Catholic charities really needed to, to either they either they didn't have space for families with children or they needed to keep as much space available for single adults um, as possible because so many single adults were living outdoors. Um, and so every you know family that we could house in other locations would would mean more space for singles. Um, and we also know that typical emergency shelters aren't great places for families with children. We know that from our partners like in New Horizons and other places that sometimes more families are in need of shelter than we always have space for. So our um, because of the REACH Center, our agencies all came together. We were able to very quickly uh, create, stand up, and align resources around a family winter sheltering uh, program. Uh, It was launched within two weeks um, of the planning process beginning, and multiple agencies um, two days a week uh, were able to accept families into a program. Um, It was real-time coordination among agencies, kind of triaging which, which spaces were available to take families, which funding sources we could use, Um, and making sure that every single family was connected to a case manager so that they had those wraparound support services so they could be successful. So it wasn't just temporary housing, but we were actually connecting them to longer-term solutions um, so they could be successful long-term. It has been wildly successful, and so much so that we wanna use it as a model uh, for a a long-term system Um, supporting people experiencing housing insecurity. And really, I don't think that would have happened without having a physical space where we're already working together, already communicating and already problem solving. Um, And it's just been a a really great example. Um, And so is it a surprise? Not really. Um, But without the space, it wouldn't have happened.
0: There are all kinds of conversations where where we sit in our own separate spaces and and, and plan what to do and and with every good intention, uh, try to accomplish the work we're there to accomplish. But when people are in the same space together, it creates a level of collaboration um, that that like the the sum becomes greater than its than its parts. Really, our our time in this conversation is is. Uh, not very much longer, but I want to make sure that everybody has uh, an opportunity to uh, to talk about how people can reach out to their organizations. We've talked about the Reach Center, obviously, uh, there on, on uh, 11th Street, uh, 11th the King, 11th the Cass, uh, however you want to put that, uh, in La Crosse. Uh, but as far as, as, uh, you know, reaching out, maybe, maybe a website or, or other means that somebody can reach out and we'll start with you and cap from new horizons shelter and outreach center. If part of our conversation today has made somebody think, boy, I really could, um, I really, I really could, uh, talk benefit from talking to somebody from new horizons. How do people reach out?
3: they can um do it we have a 24 hour crisis line and the local number for that is 608-791-2600 um the um 800 number for that is 888-231 zero zero six six or they can check out our website if they've got questions about is this domestic abuse or where are some other agencies that I can reach out to for assistance they can check out our website at www.nhagainstabuse.org
0: thank you very much and and Hetty what about Cooley cap how can people find out what uh what other services are available through Cooley cap and get in touch if they need to
2: Yes, anybody can uh, check out all of our programs and services and even submit an inquiry form about what services they need on our website at cooliecap.org. They can also contact us toll free at 866-904-4508. We do provide services in four counties, La Crosse, Vernon, Crawford and Monroe counties. So we are providing these services across all four counties.
0: And Roseanne Northwood, what about YWCA? I know the YWCA is involved in, in, in several different projects, not just the REACH Center. How can, how can people find more information there?
1: To get a hold of the REACH Resource Center, if you wanted to call them directly, you could call 608-781-2783. That is the YWCA phone line as well. But to get in contact with REACH, you'd hit extension 200. We also have a website, ywcalax.org, and you can find our programming and other additional supportive housing programs that we have available to the community and other services that we provide to meet the needs of our community members.
0: And what about the REACH Center itself? I know there's a website there too.
1: Yeah, so the REACH Center itself, you can find us online at REACH Center La LaCrosse La is spelled out, dot org. And you can go on there and make a referral. You can also learn about different resources we have, become a partner, look at items that we currently are in need of to help meet the needs of our unhoused neighbors.
0: I was curious about that very thing. If people are listening to our conversation and they're not actually in need of any of these services, but they'd like to help people uh, who are who are in need, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Again, I would reach out you by giving us a call, sending an email, go online and check out Um, ways to contact and choose the one that works best for you and we can start a conversation to see how we can work together to help our unhoused neighbors.
0: You talked about items uh, that that people can can donate. Are there things that you're kind of always looking for or are there particular things that you're in need of you know now as, as sort of as we speak? We can
1: always use prepackaged individualized snacks and items that folks can take. Some of our unhoused neighbors have minimal space to carry their items and belongings and so it would be good to be able to provide snacks, toiletries that are small travel size and other items. Socks are always needed, foot care is important and just needs um, think of things that you need to take care of yourself on a daily basis Um, we're in need of those items but really we could utilize snacks water bottles and food items as well as sunscreen and items to help keep folks safe in the weather um, and to be able to take care of themselves.
0: Roseanne Northwood is with the YWCA of La Crosse, and more specifically with the REACH Center, which we've been talking about today on Newsmakers. Roseanne, thank you very much for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having this conversation, and I appreciate your time.
0: Certainly. Anne Kapoff is the Executive Director of New Horizon Shelter and Outreach Centers. and thanks again for joining us on Newsmakers.
3: Thank you, Ezra. As always, it's great to have the opportunity to spread um, awareness about our programs.
0: And Hetty Brown is Executive Director of Cooley Cap. Hetty, thanks for being here today.
2: Thank you so much.
0: If you would like to hear our program again, you can find it online, wpr.org slash newsmakers. Uh, there are a couple of opportunities each week to hear us on the radio. We're on at uh, 10 o'clock on Friday morning on the Ideas Network 90.3. Friday night at 7 we're on NPR News and Music 88.9 and of course always online as I mentioned at WPR.org Newsmakers. My producer is Kate Spranger. Thanks a lot for your help Kate. I'm Ezra Wall. Join us again next time for another Newsmakers right here on Wisconsin Public Radio.